0: This is Know It All, the ABCs of Education, a platform of Allison Brown Consulting, ABC, where we empower our listeners with insightful information about equity in education.
1: Welcome to Know It All, the ABCs of Education. Remember to listen listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern, or at any time from your computer at BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Know It All. I am your host, Allison R. Brown of Allison Brown Consulting ABC. I am a civil rights attorney with a focus on equity and public education. Keep up with me on my website at AllisonBrownConsulting.com, and be sure to follow Know It All at BlogTalkRadio.com. If you're tweeting, follow me and Allison R. Brown and tweet about the show with the hashtag KnowItAllABC. It is my great pleasure today to introduce to the world a brand new school community engagement and discussion model that has been created by Allison Brown Consulting and the Interactivity Foundation. We partnered with the Washington Yuyang Public Charter School to pilot the program, and that program has been a great success. With me today to talk about the discussion model and the pilot program are Dr. Natalie Hopkinson, fellow at the Interactivity Foundation, Makita Alexander, the principal at Washington Union Public Charter School, and hopefully um, Camille Seward will be able to join us a little later. She's a recent graduate of the master's program in public policy at the University of Virginia, and she's conducted extensive research on the importance of parent engagement in schools and was able to closely follow and study the discussion model. So I want to welcome you all to the show today. Thank you so much for being on Know-It-All. How are you?
0: How are you? Fine, thank you. Good morning. Good
1: morning. So, Natalie, I wonder if you would start us off by talking about the method. The school community engagement method invites critical stakeholders, parents, students, teachers, administrators, staff, and community members to offer their input about how to ensure equity in their schools. And then trained facilitators guide a series of small group discussions in school uh, about issues related to equity in education. And participants share with one another their concerns about the school and define possible solutions. And then as a civil rights attorney, I come in at the end and, and put it all together in a report uh, that is framed by federal civil rights law and the, the civil rights laws with which, I am familiar, and this method was adapted from the Interactivity Foundation, the Democratic Discussion Method. Will you explain a bit, Natalie, about what that is and where it came from?
2: Sure. Um, so the Interactivity Foundation um, is a nonprofit organization, and it's based in Parkersburg, West Virginia. And... The Foundation does we do discussion and we explore possibilities in public policy. and so we were really excited. So typically we do we sponsor and train facilitators to be able to do the sort of small group discussion, usually generated by reports. Usually it starts with a report that a foundation fellow has um, has published, and then so we you know we do these small group discussions. And over the last year or so, we've been experimenting um, in DC with adapting that basic model and putting it in different contexts. So, we've done we did a whole debate watch series last year around the presidential debates, and um, and then we were also excited about being able to cl- collaborate with um, Allison Brown Consulting and um, Yu Yang to be able to develop a, a you know. a, a discussion series that made sense for that community and looking at you know some of the issues around equity that um, that go on in every school. So um, pretty much we did the, a similar situation where we had these trained facilitators. Um, we broke the, we uh, broke the school community into groups of between six to eight um, people. And an IF facilitator led the discussion. And so we started a discussion of what generally what their concerns are. and But we were very specifically interested in having them talk about issues of equity, issues of race, issues of class, issues of diversity and difference, and how do you manage that. So it turned out to be a really um, – gosh, the the conversations were just so amazingly rich. I mean, I think that there's a tendency, um, you know, race, class, difference, diversity. These are things that are – they can be very difficult conversations to have, and people are sort of on eggshells. They don't necessarily want to offend, but yet issues are there everywhere. Um, And – Yu Ying is was such a rich place. I mean, it's just the most beautiful school. so beautifully diverse um There's all types of family structures. people come from all over the world um and so it was just an amazing experience mm-hmm. and Nikita, you
1: are uh, a true visionary here you You welcomed us into your school to ask some really probing and sometimes very difficult questions of uh, parents and staff members. And you didn't have to do that. You know, as Natalie said, you are um, uh, your, your facility, Washington, New Ying, is a beautiful school, uh, new construction in uh, the heart of Washington, D.C. You are a pre-K to fifth grade elementary charter school, now growing into a middle school as well. Um, you're a school of choice in D.C. and a Chinese immersion school. Um, you're really, you know, a shining beacon of academic achievement, incredible diversity and warmth and light everything that parents want, and so your wait list really reflects that. There are many hundreds clamoring to get in your doors. So some might say that, you know, your work is done. You are the model school, and yet you saw the potential benefits of this discussion model. What drove you to that?
0: Um, I think because we're a school that has grown pretty quickly. Every single year we've added a grade. Um, you know, as well as moved. And, and oftentimes, I think school leaders don't pay attention to what's happening to their school community. Um, I feel like our school community was our biggest asset, and I was noticing, you know, small changes of sort of parents not being as engaged as, as, engaged as they were, you know, in the first couple of years. Um, and I kind of wanted to stop that. I, I wanted our parents to reengage and to really get behind what we were doing. And they're very supportive, Um but their support looked different in different ways, and I wanted to kind of bring them back into the fold, and I thought that, you know, if, if something was going on, or you hear sort of hear rumblings at PA meetings, and I was like, okay, let's just rip the band off, find out what's going on, and let's just try to fix it so that we're a really inclusive school.
1: And the, the PA meetings are the parent association yes. meeting.
0: <laughs> Our parent association meeting, right. which has really nothing to do with the school administration, although, you know, It it, it sort of goes hand in hand. And so I was just noticing a decline from our sort of startup years, year one, two, three, to, you know, once we moved into the new building, the parents weren't as involved on that level. And so um, I just feel like there's such strength in numbers, and our parents are so fantastic and so supportive in many other ways. I wanted to see if we could kind of get back that power and that momentum as a whole school community.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, if I could just jump in there. One of the things that, um, you know, really came through early on is that, you know, just sort of building on what uh, Makita was saying, um, people engage in different ways, and often that is is influenced or, um, you know, like your culture, your background, um, different issues of difference sort of they're at play in the way that you sort of engage in a school. So, you know, somebody who maybe um, comes from a culture where, um, you must defer to the, the school staff and maybe you're not as into you know you're not as as far as like getting your hand in there to try to kind of micromanage the school. You know, like there might be people who come in from that cultural framework. Then you have others who are like super engaged and you know, um you know and, and but they they could be similarly engaged but they sort of it reflects it in different ways like what their background is. So, you know, part of that was I think you know, talking around the table, what we were seeing is that, you know, we talked about the different ways that people would engage and the different ways they felt comfortable for them to engage in in different places where they maybe didn't feel as comfortable going in. And so I think part of, um, you know, the power was just kind of getting that out and allowing people in a forum to be able to share, um, you know, from their perspective, like, you know, what are what are their different ways of being part of the community.
1: community.
2: Right. And,
1: and I know that um, Camille Seward, the, the master's student, is hoping to join us in a few minutes, and hopefully she'll be able to, to jump on. But I just wanted to quote from her report, which basically looks at um, – parent engagement in schools, and she says, you know, just a, a kind of broad statement that children born to parents who are uninvolved in their education perform disproportionately lower than students who come from families that are constructively engaged. Um, and so, you know, the notion of parent engagement and parent involvement is really discussed a lot of times very theoretically, uh, but there are some significant impacts for children whose whose parents are involved and and. Um, constructively engaged, as she says, in their educational development. Um, and, Makita, that's, I think, exactly what you were getting at, you know, in your wanting to be involved with this process and to, to pilot this discussion me- method. Will you just talk, Makita, about what what most surprised you about the process?
0: Um, I think a couple things, and, you know, even though, and thank you for calling me a visionary, I still found it um Quite intimidating, um, you know, because you you have people, especially once they got, for sort example, of the nitty gritty of looking at what was wrong with you. sometimes it was hard to hear and hard to to sit there with a, a straight face or a smile and be open to this very um personal feedback that people were giving. They were reflecting like their perceptions, um, and you know, and obviously their perceptions are reality. Um, so I think. Number one, it was highly um, informative. Like it was good for me to hear the different stakeholders' who came. and there there wasn't one profile, um, you know. And, and I honestly would see people's names on the list and cringe. Oh my gosh! Um, but when they got there, it was all about making, um, you know, making the school a better place. And so I think that my big surprises were one, um, like the, the issues that I thought maybe that had been dealt with in the past would come up. And then a lot of misinformation was out there um and so for for me to reflect that obviously I need to do a better job of communicating what's going on you know at the school or on different levels. So I think those are the two biggest things for me that some people hadn't let go of stuff um and then the mm-hmm. amount of misinformation about things at school
1: mhm and then do you do you think that there were um helpful takeaways for you, Makita? from the the solutions that were recommended by, you know, parents and community members, school community members that you can that you'll be able to use in the future for the advancement of equity at UN? Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, varies. I mean there were a lot of great takeaways. Um there were definitely some quick wins, which I think we could implement with with not a lot of um you know, not a lot of Uh, extra bandwidth, you know, for our administrative team, and then some things to really think about, Um, you know, to say, does this really reflect our school culture? Um, And once again, sort of managing the message about, you know, what kind of school this is and this is what we can do and this is what we can't do, Um, but validating people's concerns and saying, hey, um, you know, we hear you and we can help you get here. Or, you know, we hear you and we can point you in this direction to support your family or, you know, whatever the concern was. Yes, there
2: were a lot of great takeaways. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, what you, you know, what,
0: Go ahead. What, well, I
2: was just going to say, I was just going to say, I, I mean, I just, I think that Yuying is just one of the most amazing places that I've ever um, been privileged to be able to see because, you know not only do they have a, you know incredibly like very 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 diverse i mean it it's like it's it's all along the income um distribution and all along the racial distribution and there's all this you know um there are people coming from other countries people who are from dc people who are from other parts of the country and so you know managing difference even just in any school um is is it's something that has to be managed but then in addition to that it also, it's an immersion Chinese school. So, you know, and of course, you know, language brings its own culture as well. So all of the people in this group are, you know, not only are they learning how to be a community and um, and and kind of bonding in that way, they are also, like, climbing this huge um, hurdle of learning the language. And it's just amazing to see. The ch- I mean, I just personally, I'm just, it's just, it's incredible to see the children, um, you know, being able to speak uh, Chinese, um, you know, to walk around the school and, and, and seeing all the characters. It's just like sort of a daily reminder for me. I, I think, Nikita, when you're on the inside, you know, you 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 maybe don't recognize, like, ah, what a huge, 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 huge deal it is that you've been able to manage this process um, as well as you have. And the the kids aren't just... Um, sort of limping along like they're doing well Um, you know the school is doing well and so you know and I think that 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 sort of came through in in the conversations that we had that you know like there were um, you know issues that are like with with Chinese language um, you know there's a lot to learn so there's a lot of characters and it's it's so much the language structure is so much different than what um, English or any of the romance languages are and you know yet it's just sort of happening it just it's just like a daily miracle um that it, that that is going on and sort of to see the parents come together as well and you know them getting the opportunity to sit around and share and you know it's kind of outside the day to day nitty gritty okay let's raise money for the um you know for the next fundraiser or you know we're going to plas- plan the next trip like, they had an opportunity to kind of think in that, like, broad, abstract way about what they're doing, what direction that they want to go in, where can they improve. Um, so that was sort of the biggest thing for me.
1: Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it, I think it really ended up being this marriage of so many wonderful things. You know, so we, we have parent yeah. engagement, which is a um, – a challenge for many different schools, and schools really struggle with getting parents in the door in a meaningful way. Um, And so this was more than just kind of uh, the, you know, token, um, you know, fundraising conversation or back-to-school night conversation, but was really just, you know, let's come together. We did it at several different times. So we did it on a Friday evening, Saturday morning, um, and, or Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning to give as much opportunity as we could to parents from who maybe were working or um, had other responsibilities at different times. So, um, you know, and we, we sat over food for hours and, and talked about um, how to make the school um, the most equitable place that it could be for, for the kids um, which, you know, at first glance for Yu Ying maybe looks like isn't necessary. Um, but you know, the 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 depth of the conversation I think really uh, was was very moving. And then, you know, you have this this marriage with parent engagement and uh the incredible diversity that Natalie has mentioned there at Yu Ying. So you have parents who are um, you know, lesbian and gay who talk about raising their their children in this city, um, and being supported. You had uh, religious minorities and, um, you know, languages from all over the map. We had, we had parents from all over um, the world, and, and English was their own second language, and then they're introducing the third. And so, you know, it really brought together, I think, a, a, a many different um, things that schools Struggle with on a daily basis, um, Makita, What is your thought about how this might, might transfer? So, for a school that isn't quite as diverse, or that maybe is struggling with equity in a different way, what are your what are your takeaways, or what is your um, what thing, what kind of thoughts would you share with other schools?
0: Um, I think to be number one, it's open to the process. Really hard once again, uh, you, yeah. know, you know, and I sort of, you yeah. know, I'm so glad you so, thought I was so open. <laughs> I was really terrified sometimes. Because um, <laughs> it's hard for the for the mirror to sort of go back on you. As a school leader, you feel like, oh my gosh, it's my fault if this is not happening. Um, and, you know, our diversity is, is fantastic. Right? I think that that's 100% true. Um, but there's always room for improvement. And so I think that if, you know, especially charter schools, you're thinking about you know, replication or growth or, you know, if you're having major transitions and you haven't had a chance to focus on your school community, um, I think that this is a great process. Um, like I said, it definitely sheds some light on things that we have to work on, um, and, you know, in order to be a, a more inclusive school. And so, I mean, I would highly encourage any school in this, this process. And it also, um, to me, helps. Sort of bring a lot of parent populations, um, you know, together. People that I didn't necessarily ever get a chance to talk to, um, and parents mm-hmm. in grade PK to talk to fifth-grade parents, um, you know, and parents of students with special needs to talk to parents, you know, of students who are ELL. It, it was definitely something that brought the community together. So that was another sort of bonus. Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, and, and uh, Mickey, could you also? I'm, I'm sorry, Allison. I was just going to ask if, if she could share what some of the feedback has been from the um, yeah, faculty and staff community. community. Yeah. And, Makita, i gonna, mean, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry in, the, the in the parents.
1: Yeah. Um, and, Makita, if you could just so, speak into your microphone because I'm having a little trouble hearing you.
0: Sure. Can you hear me better? Is it now? Is it better now?
1: Yep. That sounds
0: good. Okay, perfect. Um so I think one of the things for us is my faculty wasn't as engaged as I wish they would have been. Um, we probably had one or two teachers who came um, each time, um, you know, but unfortunately, you know, their time on the weekend is their own, and so they were certainly invited and encouraged to come. So I think that that's something that if a school leader would do this um, or if I would do this again, I would do a better job of really trying to get the faculty engaged and involved. Um, but I've heard nothing but gratitude from parents, Um to say, you know, thank you so much for, um, you know, making our voices known. Thank you for doing this. You know, you didn't have to do this. You know, the school's good. Um, thank you. I don't know of another school that's done this. You know, it really validated, you know, what they were feeling. So I've heard lots and lots of positive feedback from the families who participated last year.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, in in terms of... Um, School reform. You know, we hear a lot about school reform and and uh, you know the testing and um, high stakes testing and and accountability and assessment of teachers and other things uh, in in the school reform movement. And I think you know Yu Ying has really carved, carved a very unique niche in that it's it's operating, I think, outside of all of that <laughs> madness if you will, in in the school reform debate. Um, and I think this is something, this discussion method and piloting this method has really, you know, again, put the school at uh, the forefront of, you know, making equity a cornerstone of the work that you do and um, ensuring that it stays there. Uh, And so, you know, I'm I'm appreciative, Makita, of the opportunity to do this and and really excited that, that, you know, we were able to partner in this way. Do you – what is your take, I guess, on how this discussion method or if this discussion method fits within the the whole school reform conversation that's going on?
0: Um, Let's see. And so – when we think about I guess and maybe I might ask a clarifying question. So school reform sort of in DC I think is a little different when we have almost what forty five percent of the students in the district going to charter schools. Um and the one mm-hmm. thing that as a charter school we have a lot of autonomy. So, you know, as a charter school leader, I was able to bring this in um to the school because you know, I saw that there was a need and this certainly fit the the need. Um and so I think it's only positive. It just helps us, once again, to become um, a more inclusive population. Like, it's it just, you know, um, no school going to be perfect. And then if you think about your educating um, the the child as a whole, but then also educating their parents, helping their parents become advocates for themselves, um, I think it's fantastic now that we have this pre-K to 12 option, Um, but parents still need to learn how to advocate, and they still need to know, you know, what the school can offer and what's out there. Um, And so when I think of school reform, the biggest partner the school has is the parent community. Um, And once again, this is a great tool to sort of engage the parent community and to to get them to understand what we do here. And then for me as a school leader, to understand what they think and then where those gaps are Um, and bridge the gaps to have, you know, just a community that supports each other. We support the parents and the parents support us. And then ultimately, you know, kids' education goes higher. I think you started off with saying that when parents are engaged, student achievement definitely happens.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, Natalie, for me, I think um, this was so important. The, the exercise was very important because I I talk all the time about uh, how, how parents are not empowered to go into the schools and advocate for their children uh, in partnership with educators and in partnership with their, te- their students' teachers
0: um, and in
1: partnership with their children, you know, and, and that that really there are so many opportunities, missed opportunities, I, I think, for parents and educators and students to work together for the benefit of the individual students but also for the, the entire school community. Um, and so, you know, this this was um, personally just very. Um, it was a, an incredible experience, and I just am so appreciative of it. Will you talk about why the foundation saw this as an important step for the the work that you do? Yeah. Well,
2: um, well, you know, for us, the, the interactivity foundation. And, like, we, we are not focused on problem-solving specifically. Um, so, we like, when we, we do most of the work we do, we're really trying to prepare people to consider a broad range of options when deciding what sort of course we want public policy to go into. And so we're doing some of that groundwork, and then part of that groundwork is – establishing relations with people and breaking bread with people and sitting across from them at a table and sort of, creating that social glue Um, so that's really important and then you know then once you do that then you can also um, then you you know you provide a forum to be able to actually explore the ideas and so we're trying to give people like a space that sort of lifts them up above whatever that conflict was that you had yesterday (laughs) and to make them sort of think much more broadly so like even when we started the the start of the series our first Discussions we just talked about. Well, what is it that you want from an education? You know, and as many people who are in that room, that's how many answers we had. Right. So a lot of people have different goals um, in 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 what they see as being what an uh, you know what a well educated person is. Um, and so it's really helpful to sort of hear that. And then you know, and then we sort of uh, dived in and said, well, what are your concerns? Um, you know, around. Um, equality, equity, opportunity um, in the schools. And so, you know, we pro- actually provided that, um, you know, went in and provided the space to kind of sort of start to apply and think about, okay, well, this, these are our blue sky things that we want from an education. What things do we think are kind of getting in the way? Um, and so, you know, we're able to have that conversation you know, and then we were able to sort of generate some possibilities. we came back again to the table and we generated some possibilities and You know there was just some of the most creative inventive um you know ideas came from the from the parent community um and the families themselves. And so, you know, that's what Interactivity Foundation does on a really broad level. But being able to have it, like, really drill in on a specific community, um, this was a little bit more specific and applied than we've, um, than we've really done in the past. And, you know, the feedback that I've gotten from the foundation is that they were really, really, um, really pleased with this way this whole thing is. They thought it was, like, a, a really practical application of, like, what our ideals are as a, as an organization. You know, here we get to be something that's specifically useful that we can, you know, we could look and by having people engage in this process of sharing ideas and sharing um a meal and space with their fellow citizens, they're able to come up with um possibilities for the future to help make a better school and hopefully a better world. So it, it again it was just it was just a real privilege. Um to be able to go in. And, you know, and that's not to say that there weren't some very, very difficult conversations. It's, you know, it's, they're not easy to have. And a lot of times people feel like, you know, like some people might feel attacked. Um, you know, you know, one thing that we kept thinking about, and we, uh, one question kept coming up a lot. We were just like, and the facilitators were like, okay, well, that's what you say, but what about the people who aren't here in the room? What about the people who maybe have two or three jobs and there's no way that they can come out no matter what time of day we're making this? You know, what are the people who can't really, uh, you know, who can't afford um to, to really give, financially as much to the school as they would like to so you know we tried to um you know have this exercise in empathy where we tried to empathize with the people at the table but also just thinking really broadly about the whole school and how everyone might be and so we thought about solutions for them also for the people who weren't in the room Well,
1: mm-hmm. so, you know when i was an attorney at the department of justice this this was my dream many times when, you know, I'm considering complaints that I've heard from community members and parents about their children's experience in school and and trying to address those concerns with uh, school district administrators and leaders uh, without divulging, you know, identities of the folks who had been complaining about what was going on and you know it was a very it was a very intricate dance that we had to do there at DOJ and so this was always just um, something that I wish we could have done was to bring people together um, you know have the superintendent sit as equal as an equal with parents and teachers so that you know the superintendent can learn and understand what's going on in the classroom and what parents are experiencing and what the children are going through and and um, you know vice versa so parents and teachers can understand what it is to be in leadership and what that actually entails and, and really understand um, the all of the things that are pulling on the superintendent's time and attention. And so this um is is my dream come to fruition and I'm I'm really um pleased with the results and you know Camille is not able to join us right now but um in her report she really talks about how during these these small group discussions parents were um truly engaged and they were, you know, we had to uh, at every discussion we had to stop it, you know, I'm sorry, time is up, we've gone over time already, we have to we have to end it here. Um uh, there was there was uh, a a huge um representation of a variety of viewpoints and experiences sitting all at one table and speaking with one another I think most importantly, respectfully. And um, you know, we heard time and time again parents saying, Man, I I've never met you before and you know, we've we've been in this building together for, for months and I've never met you and I would never have had a conversation with you and you know, I'm just I'm glad to know you. Um and so I'm I think to be able to put blend what you know, the law with the realities of what parents and students experience has been very rewarding. And, um, you know, Makita, again, I just want to say hats off to you um, and to Washington New Ying. And as you said, there there is no perfect school. It simply it doesn't exist. But in terms of what any parent wants to see for their own children and what community members want to see for their schools and what we as a society want to see in future voters and business people, it is certainly our hope um, Allison Brown Consulting and Interactivity Foundation, that this method will provide some guideposts that are constructed by schools, parents, and communities for reaching perfection. And, you know, the reason that equity is a goal of federal law is because it is a cornerstone to a productive democratic society. So, you know, we, we very much applaud you and Washington Union for making it a part of your foundation. And, and you know, thank you
0: for inviting us in. Um, you're welcome it, it's honestly been a pleasure I mean I think one of the things that I, I didn't say was my three children go to my school and um, you know when I think about the kind of school that I want to be a part of it's a place where my kids can go and grow and I think of every single kid you know every single student in my school I want them to have that same experience and so it's it's honestly like a pleasure to work at, to work here and to continue to sort of make this education happen for, for all the kids in D.C. I think it's just awesome so thank you very much
1: <laughs> Natalie, any parting thoughts you wish to say on behalf of the foundation?
2: No. I I mean I was just this morning I was uh, reading this article on Slate and it, it talked about um you know the confession, I have no idea what my child would be talking about. <laughs> it talked about parents getting <laughs> left behind and i mean i could totally you know and this is this is not even a, a not a language immersion place so i mean i think that there's a, you know there's a lot of focus on the, the the children but you know it's it's a whole community you know that's, that that we're educating and the more opportunities that we can get together to build and grow and explore and have difficult conversations and um think you know collaborative collaboratively think up solutions. Um, you know, I think that the better we'll be. I mean that's how we're sort of we'll be bonded as a school, bonded as a community and that's you know, we're sort of modeling that sort of behavior for our kids as well. So, you know, I think that it's a really um you know it's just it's a great it's a great program and I, I and Alison, you just did an amazing job in, in um pulling it off together Managing six felt facilitators and and, uh, dozens of parents and, and, um, you know, I think it was just overall, it was just a, a job really well done. Well, I thank
1: you, and I thank you both for being on the show today. My guests are Dr. Natalie Hopkinson, a fellow at the Interactivity Foundation. They are at www.interactivityfoundation.org, and Rakita Alexander, who is the principal at the Washington U Ying Public Charter School. That's Washington U Ying, Y U Y I N G
0: dot org. Thank
1: you both so very much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you.
1: And audience, you are now officially certified know it alls about this new and exciting community engagement, school community engagement and discussion model. I want to thank you for joining us this, this Tuesday. Remember to follow Know It All, the ABCs of Education, on Blog Talk Radio. Follow me at Allison R. Brown on Twitter. Find ABC on Facebook. And read my blog at AllisonBrownConsulting.com. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week.